Happy Thursday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. In the studio today, I got George T. What up? And we're going to be reviewing what's kicking off for this weekend. We're dropping it Thursday for you guys to get you guys hyped on the kickoff for show season. So as we get ready for this long weekend of the kickoff for June events in Southern California, let's get ready for a little updated episode with George and Bill on Let's Talk Dubs. Here's a Volkswagen that's big enough. The new VW Fastback Sedan. The Fastback also has the most powerful engine we've ever made. It's air-cooled. Since we made a VW that's a little roomier in the inside, and in the back, where most cars have their trunks, we have a... Come into your Volkswagen dealer. He'll show you where the motor is. George T., what's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, Bill. Getting ready for that big classic weekend coming up. That's it. Big classic weekend is coming up, and it is off the chain. I'm excited for the VW Classic coming back this year. Um, I know that uh, there's a lot of events kicking off, and I'm actually leaving town. As you're listening to this, I am already on the road, if not already in Southern California, and I'll be at the Sinesta kicking it off for the weekend. I'm trying to figure out if I'm bringing two cars because we're recording this Wednesday, and I'm trying to figure out if I'm bringing two cars or one car or who the heck knows. Um, but those decisions will get made probably about five minutes before I leave. Sounds about right. So this weekend kicks off tomorrow night. So you, you want to know why I'm going there Thursday because Thursday night is the VW Trends Founders Party. And with the Founders Party, that's going to be uh, taking place in Huntington Beach. Um, I know that it's going to be at uh, the Old World uh, Beer Garden in uh, Huntington Beach. And it's at 530 as it kicks off. It goes from 530 to 930. I'm excited to be there. I know there's going to be plenty of other people that helped uh, get VW Trends off the ground showing up to that event, and hopefully we'll see some listeners over there. So I'm pretty excited for that. So that's the reason I'm going down Thursday, and then Friday kicks off some of the events. I think the first event that's going to be happening on Friday is going to be the uh, Pierside Parts is having an open house, is my understanding. And then after the Pierside Parts open house, Friday night kicks off the DKP Cruise on June 3rd, and that's going to be in Old Town Orange on uh, Main Street, which is always... It's not Garden Grove? I'm sorry. Let me see. Garden Garden, Garden Grove? Old Town Old Town Garden Grove? Let's take a look, George. But uh, that's going to be the DKP cruise that they always have, and uh, that's that's always a good, good event. Last year, I just drove down just for that. I couldn't go for the whole weekend, and... Um, yeah, it's Main Street and Garden Grove. I'm sorry, Main Street and Garden Grove, and that's going to be from 4 to 8 p.m. I'm sure people are going to be showing up a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to being Jockey down there. Position. Yeah, and I'm thinking right now, you know, as far as cars to take, for sure, you know, I got a family and I got a crew, and normally that's why I roll a bus. That's why I've always been rolling a bus since 20 years ago when I first got my bus because I started having kids, and I was like, I want to cruise but have room for everybody. And when you don't have a bus, you really realize how. But you're only taking two kids, so you, you, technically you can all fit in the bug. Yeah, but it's a little cramped, bro, because my 16-year-old's like six foot one. He is tall. It's a little right. big. And the seats the seats that are in there, they're all the way forward, and they're sitting like all the way back. So um, it's a little cramped. And I just swapped out the front tires on Future Shock, which it would just be cool because Future Shock's only really been to one show which is the grand national roadster show that's the only one it's been to on the west coast i don't think we didn't take one crazy weekend bro let's take it no, easy no, no. Dude. We, well listen <laughs> it was in the one it was in one crazy it went all the weekend. way from here to two miles down the street to orleans. Right, to the orleans hotel <laughs> casino and it was parked on display inside but i think i think it'd be rad i mean i did take last year to the isp west open house i did take they did that uh, cruise that they did mm-hmm. the isp the type three rally and i happened to i wanted to cruise it for the for the whole thing but it just didn't happen so i ended up just going over to isp west so the type three people got a sneak peek at it but it was just really cool to have so many people see the car from back in the day so part of me wants to bring the car uh 
Jack the Giacomo's coming down with um, the black car. That's Bakersfield car. And he was like, hey, if you're going to be displaying, I'd like to display with you. I'm like. The, the Valley Boy? Yeah. Well, well, then you got to bring it. Not, not the Valley Boy. The the black bug. The the Giacomo bug. It's black with the purple. The purple and uh, like the blue and pink yeah. stripe on it. That's the other car from Bakersfield. He was recently out at a show because someone was posting me. He was at Buggerama, right? Right. He was at yeah. Buggerama. And uh, I'd like to. I'd like to, I kind of like to display with him, um, even if it's over by the booth where we just get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of separate shine on that, where people get to come and see those, come and see the cars that they haven't seen in a while. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people really get nostalgic when they see those cars and they remember, you know, what those cars meant back in the day. So pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, memorable. And, you know, um, I'd say people in our age bracket are going to reminisce with it. No, for sure. And it's just, it's just so cool to be able to display them together and kind of have that, that eighties flavor in the same respect. You know, I like my, I like the crew cab, like my crew cab. If, and I think there's something going on with the motor a little bit with the crew cab. Bill drove for a while without a fan on. Not for a while, bro. It was just from, it was like three miles, bro. Maybe. That's a long time without a fan belt on. It was January, bro. It was not hot. So chill out now. I'm trying to keep positive vibes, bro. Don't try to bring me down, but I'm hoping. But the the carbon cab, my point is, the carbon cab is like throw the tents in the back, the t-shirts in the back, and yeah. you mob wherever Whole you need family. to go. Like, yeah. and, and it seats six if necessary. I mean, I got four, but four it fits in that thing easily, real good. So, I got to get my bus back on the road just because I miss having a bus with the room and the seats. And it's always been like my family, my family since the, the whole time they've been kids has just been used to just riding the bus wherever we go. So. I'm looking forward speaking to getting, of the bus. getting the bus back on the road. Yes, speaking of the bus. You did some work on it recently. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We went down there, and uh, we went to Lowe's and bought a bunch of crazy chemicals. And then tried Made to. toxic wasteland of the wagon. Yeah, yeah. We went out there, and uh, we bought some paint stripper, some aircraft stripper remover. And the back, you know, back in the late 90s, well, early 2000s when I painted that, I was still holding on to some late 90s tech. And I was doing uh, a little Zolotone. I think, mm. I think Derek helped me spray the Zolotone because he had the special gun to spray it. And uh, so we took out the engine compartment because Carlos, who painted the car, didn't never, never painted the engine compartment. And so... It's actually very <coughs> common back in the day. People just didn't paint yeah, the engine no, compartments. No, I hear you. So what we ended up doing was just spraying it with red Zolotone. And, uh, or your wheel was wells. It was fire, bro. It was fire. So Headlight buckets? Yeah, yeah. a rattle can? So... We ended up stripping that because now that we're going through the whole car, the bull run bus, we're just trying to kind of church it up a little bit. And then George didn't get a before picture, but George really tooled up the rear apron because that bus has had an Onadorp exhaust system on it, which is a German exhaust system that's from required a little trimming. Yeah, and I and there. I trimmed it. You know how I trim with a hammer. Yeah. Like, that's how I trim. It stuff. looked like an air chisel had yeah. done it. Yeah, bro, it's a little rough. These hands did that work, bro. These hands. And so George actually did a super nice job of like crimping the edge and kind of breaking the breaking edge. it breaking the edge a little bit yeah. and then tooling it so it actually looks like a like a finished piece. And if you guys have noticed recently, George has done a bunch of metal work that he's been posting pictures of on Instagram and stuff. And I'm pretty impressed with George's skills, uh, you know, because I'm he's I'm my learning little, pretty late in the game. He's my little bro, and my hands are way too heavy for body work, bro. I just keep beating on the panels until I make it. From, I go from bad to worse and George I'm really impressed with the work he's been doing he's been really like massaging this metal and, and paying close attention see that's the difference between me and George like George pays close attention to a lot of stuff and then me eh, not so much right so, peripheral attention yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like <laughs> side eyeing it whatever and then you know George studies and pays attention and then he gets by, buys the shrinking discs and all that stuff and really George just kind of George was like watching this guy and the guy's like, yeah, you can do this metal is clay, blah, 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 buy this disc, whatever. And so George got it. And then George's like, well, I just want to see if I can do it. And then you started doing it and you did some, some super, super nice work on Thanks, some metal sir. work on the, on that blue bus. Like the door was all crazy. Like the door was rippled where we were going to throw it away. I would have just set it in the garbage. And matter of fact, we ordered a rocker from, from Wolfsburg West to replace the rocker that was smashed. Cause it took a side impact on it. Right. And it's pretty sweet when the rocker showed up because it doesn't have a big, huge detail that's supposed to be into it. And uh, it says, oh, you, they said, oh, you just got to put that in there. 
You just got to put. You just got to put that in there. It's <laughs> it's literally where two pieces have a break in it and they're welded together. And like, oh, you just got to put that in it. So I I thought it would be more of a challenge to put that in it in the new piece, <laughs> right? <laughs> than just saying, uh, oh, let me see if I can fix this. Let me just see if I can move it. It's kind of funny because I got an actual like professional body man that works for me. 71 years old, Virgil Boyer, great guy. V Boyer 777 or something like that on Instagram. Um, but uh, he is from the industry of like actual automotive repair, like like of a panel replacement. Like you replace a quarter panel, do this, yeah, do that. Yeah, worked in body shops his whole life. Yeah. Production, <clears throat> production, not custom. And he, he has a, quite a few customs under his belt too that made magazines and whatnot. Good guy. But he was looking at it and he's like, yeah, no, we're going to have to cut that out to fix that up. And so this thing has been sitting in my shop for a very long time. The owner hit me up and he said, hey, do you think we could expedite this coming along? I said, yeah, not a problem. So I took this rocker that was normally going to be replaced, and I think I got it pretty darn close. Yeah, it looks I mean, that thing, good. That thing was nailed. You got patience. Nailed. That's the difference in you and me. Like, you have patience. I yeah. don't have patience. It's actually three have... days work on it to do it, which is another thing. Like, Yeah. And, you know, Virgil says that too. He's like, yeah, but look how much time you have in it. I said, yeah, but it's. It's like really nice metal now. It's the well, and, and, and it's all and the original metal. And like that's like maybe the thing you look at it because you're talking, let's see, at a conservative seventy five dollars an hour. That's six hundred bucks, bucks a day times yeah. three. That's eighteen hundred dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're talking eighteen hundred dollars to fix a panel. What What do you think the labor would be to cut it, weld yeah. it, and and grind all the welds and yeah. do all that stuff? You know what I mean? And then body work it afterwards. About the same that's thing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's and to me, it's more of having the original metal on the car. Right. That's more like, oh, that's that's super cool as opposed to like, oh, yeah, well, we got a replacement piece and it was beautiful. It went in there like, OK, yeah, well, you're going to have to that same kind of shrinking disc stuff I've done. Had you have cut in a piece of metal you're going to warp the crap out of everything around it. So you'd be doing the same stuff that I was doing to that to do it. But yeah. Yeah. So George's been George's been uh, working around that. I came over there, made a big old mess and stripped out the engine compartment and tried to do yeah, we like pulled a, the motor out. Yeah, we pulled the motor. I've, I also fixed your frame rail that was banged up really good. Yeah, George has been under the bus just like hammering away on it, like straightening this, straightening that. Because that, that bus literally came from a, a desert to a body shop, got outside spray painted. Nothing's ever been touched underneath that thing. Well, and I was looking at it. The yoke, if you're anybody's familiar with the bus, there's like a big yoke that goes underneath the transmission. Yep. And it just looked like no, it had been bro, dragged. Bro. And what, I think it had let me because explain there was that, no transmission. George, George. Let me explain this. Bro, George is so dumb. That's where you wrap the chain around it when you're yeah. towing stuff. You take the chain, you put it on the bottom of the yoke, you wrap it twice so it doesn't rip loose, and there then you, you just you do what they call the crimping method, and you crimp all the metal <laughs> with the chain. But no, that, that's what people would do. Like when I bought that bus, the back bumper, the center of the back bumper was crushed in mm -hmm. like somebody had wrapped a chain around it and, and they, they were did. pulling something with it, you know? So, yeah. and that's the kind of stuff that people did back in the day. But George went underneath there and like, and my attitude's like, I can't see it from the driver's seat and you can't see it from the curb. So we're good to go. And, and we're not going to detail the underside of the car, but it needed some yeah, stuff. George, there were belly pants put on the vehicle that were not done very well because they didn't straighten the frame rail. So right. I got, um, or I, I don't, I don't have my body guy. Virgil has a freaking huge slide hammer. I mean, yeah. the thing is a monster and it, and I straighten those frame rails with it. Did yeah. a great job. Unfortunately, yeah. it knocked the belly pan off while I was doing it. And you know, that, that whole technique of doing the metal work, shaping the metal and making it all fit. I mean, there's a certain, it, it's something that the more you do it, the better you get at it. But the more you kind of, it's it's a it's a technique and finesse yeah. aspect of it. It's not like you can just pick it up in a weekend. It's like practice, 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 yeah, I'm practice. Getting better the more I do. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like that rocker, that rocker was super impressive because the rocker is like two pieces connected, mm -hmm. and you got to pull from the backside. And I don't know how you did it, but I don't know if you separated it at the bottom and tapped it out from the backside. So I had to cut the cargo floor. Out so of you the left car. the so bottom structure stiff so you could tap on everything it. Everything on the external side of it is all the original spot welds holding in place. What I had to do because it had taken that impact is there was about a three-inch area of the cargo floor that had been tacoed. In. Like literally right. just tacoed like in a U-shape. So I, that had to get addressed anyways. There's nothing you can do about that. My initial plans were to try to pour to power the whole thing from the cor cargo floor. That just that was screaming problems because there was so much damage underneath that I wouldn't be able to get to. So I just basically gave myself an access panel. That stuff had to get fixed anyways. I did it all where there weren't any major details I'd have to replicate if I did have to make a new piece. 
and it came out killer. I got a yeah. new piece. I actually ended up having to make a new piece. I tried putting the original pieces back in, and they were just so... Once they're tacoed that far, and to straighten them, I'm using the hammer to do it. And when you use a hammer, you're stretching the metal. It had already been stretched by the actual impact of it, so right. it would have been like welding aluminum foil back into the car. So I tried fitting it in there. I welded two little things on it and burned through instantly. I said, Psht, get it out of there. Yeah. We're going to put a new, I'll make a new piece. And I did. It came out clean. Yeah, so you've been working on that. You've also just, you just got done spraying Joseph's car, right? I got Joseph's all sprayed. So basically right now that thing is sitting off to the side. I'm going to give it about two more weeks of just sitting, uh-huh. especially let in this nice heat we got. And all that let, stuff. let all my material shrink before I do my first cut on it. And now I'm at the point where depending on when I do my first cut, I determine if I'm going to do a flow coat on the car, which means just shoot everything again in clear, which would be a nightmare. I would just basically do it on the outside of the car. Nothing on the internal would get flow coated. Right. Everything in the exterior flow coat and then let it sit another month. Or if I get a clean cut on everything, I polish it out the way it is now. Yeah, it looks good, dude. It's I got like, three heavy coats on it. So. I like I like the color of that car, that Fjord blue. That's it's insane to me looking. because it looks purple and pink, and everybody's like, "No, it's blue." Yeah, I'm, I'm colorblind, so it's it's just it plays tricks on my eyes. It's pretty cool though. I'm very stoked with how it came out. The car no, that, looks beautiful. That, that car is looking good. What else have you been working on at the shop? What else? What else you turned out recently? You just did a stereo in uh, in the bus. Uh, Leon Samanskis, I did a full stereo install on that and one. That looks super clean. It came out really nice. I tried to match his like he has like a lot of wood interior, so everything I did, in it, I tried to make like the wood, wood paneling yeah. and stuff that he had. Very happy. He was super stoked on it. it sounded great too. I'm a JL yeah. guy, so you use JL components, you're gonna get good stuff out of it. I taught you well, Grasshopper. Yeah, you did. Except my installs look way better than yours. Bro, <laughs> you know the difference in my installs. My installs, my installs can be removed in three seconds. Or that right. is, you for show amp up and go for showtime. Yeah. I'm actually working on Mike Scoy's. The the one that we made the video of the mid mount is Mike Scoy. He owns the Vault Bike Shop in town, and his car is still at my shop because I have to go through his stereo system because his amp is just sitting behind the seat no in the luggage area. I like it. Not mounted with a big fat cable going to the battery, and the crimp is about to give up the ghost. So. <laughs> I said, you, you know, you're driving around with fire hazard in the back, right? Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, it, that's that's the thing. We, one of the things that we've been working on here at, uh, like, between George and I, is we had the people from Bazooka Audio, uh, they fronted us a couple of those sound tubes. They do the G2 sound tubes, and we've been working on a couple installations on those, and we're going to do a little uh, how-to video and show you guys how to install uh, a wireless sound bar in your car uh, and a couple of different options with a remote subwoofer. And it's a nice little system you can put in your car. It doesn't draw a lot of amps. So you don't need like heavy, heavy gauge battery cable and all that stuff. Like you, you really can get away with it pulling less than 15 amps each circuit easily yeah. and, and have it to where it's low key. It's got enough sound. I mean, it's not going to blow your drums out, but it's got enough sound to where you can cruise around. It'll give you a fill. Yeah. And you don't, sound good. you don't got to do a ton of, wiring and a, and a bunch of stuff like yeah. that it's all it's all wireless c- control paired with so. the sub and that sound bar that's a good it's sound. a perfect little package for yeah. a bug i mean yeah. you're not winning sound offs but no. it's good it's good sounds and you're in and out and you're not gonna you don't got to put a bunch of holes in your car and and the fact it can play while you're sitting still not kill your battery because it's right. not going to draw that much juice it's right. really not it's not like running like the leon Samansky. i have a jl 750 xd amplifier in there that's you know, you're running a four gauge wire to it. It's yeah. it's pulling power. When that base hits, it's sucking at it. That battery dry. Those bazookas, such a small little sub. If you get a six or an eight inch, yeah, and, and they really don't. And in the bug, they don't have a big amp drawing a bunch of power. It just sounds great. So look out for that video coming up here soon. Um, while I was on my little vacation in Mexico, I was working with John with uh, bazooka, and he was trying to catch up with me and see how things were going. And uh, he sent some progressive emails that were like, "Hey man, what happened? You fell off the face of the earth." So I had to let. I had Technically, to him, I did. <laughs> I had to hit him up and be like, "Yo, man, I was in a I was in a time portal," but uh, we we got that on track, and I'm gonna be hitting up John this next week coming up, and uh, we'll get him some information as far as what it takes to install it in the bug, and uh, hopefully he'll be out there marketing to some of the VW people with this uh, this G2 soundbar. It's pretty legit, and uh, I mean I dig it. I, I put one in the little Mach 11, which uh, we broke the transmission on. We so, well. <laughs> When I say we, George, Easy, bro. you put the motor in it, and I broke the trans with that motor. I put all his love and care into it for my brother to break it in a Hammer week. down, bro. He was showing off to his new neighbor. He got a new neighbor no, across the street. Not a new neighbor. Not this neighbor across the street. My buddy 
my buddy Bobby down the street was riding his beach cruiser. And he was like, dang, bro, I seen that bug lift the front wheels off the ground. And I was like, I don't think he saw that, but let me try. But let's see if it can. Let me try. And so then I freaking sidestepped it and uh, burp, burp, and just like this crazy shutter, like the yeah. most incredible shutter you felt coming out of the back wheels, which was like, oh, crap. You know, like, a, like the shutter you get when you're stripping a drum, uh-huh. but we didn't strip a drum. Uh-uh. And uh, I was a little bit annoyed. And then I happened to be talking to uh, to uh, uh, Winkowski. He, we we're talking for some reason. I'm like, bro, I broke the tranny in the bug. He's like, oh yeah, bro. I don't think I put all the bolts in the diff on that car. I put like three of them or something like that. And I was like, oh, lighting for racing, huh? That'd have been good to know before I got straight donkey power with it. But what are you gonna do? So what are you gonna uh, do? I got another tranny sitting in that pan. Uh, on my, in my yard that I had for a dune buggy for a long time. You also a, have a transmission at the shop on the rack, which is an IRS. Oh, but that's a that's a that needs to be rebuilt. I have a rebuilt transmission over here, stock that, one, right? Like a stock. No, rebuild. no, it's a heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, because I built it for a dune buggy fourteen years ago. A scout, pro, a scout project. That well, what's wrong with the transmission? It's outside. It's sealed up, bro. Like it's sitting in the dirt, piled in water. Isn't it? Bro, it's just sitting there. Come on. It's stop outside it. your house. I'm going to say it's in a pile it, of dirt. Stop, <laughs> it, stop You're too critical on stuff. All right. So that's uh, that's what's going on with the Mach 11. The uh, I fix them, Bill breaks them. It's pretty much a routine. <sighs> so we do. So we do. The the carbon cab's making a little concerning noise from the engine compartment, from yeah, the engine. So we're going to kind of check that out. And then uh, I got new tires for the front of Future Shock. Sad news that I heard that uh, Jan Blair, I saw somebody wishing Jan Blair uh, rest in peace. I don't know what happened to Jan Blair, but it looks like, uh, looks like Jan Blair passed away. And Jan Blair was for Blair and Sons Automotive. And uh, he had, um, he's the guy that I bought uh, Future Shock from. And it was uh, kind of a bummer, you know, to see that. And who put it up, who posted up other? Who posted it up? Yeah, it was Mike Lewis posted up. Rest in peace, Jan Blair. Started working. He started working with Jan Blair when he was 17 at Blair and Sons for 12 plus years. Is where he got all his VW knowledge. Uh, his dad also worked for Jan as a counterman, answering the phones. So many good times and memories. We'll definitely miss him. They're saying that. How old was he? There's a saying that says, "Get a job and you'll love what you do." Never feel like it's work. It's true. When I was working with working at Blair and Sons, and so let me see how old Jan Blair was. It uh, looks like we were not friends. Looks like you guys snatched that notch back right up in time. That would have disappeared into the ether. And looks like he is. Details about Jan. Does not have a birthday. But, uh, yeah, it's a bummer, man. I, it's, it's just a sad deal when you hear that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, too bad, man. Um, well, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Jan Blair passed away. So that's that was so five Blair hours Sons ago. Blair and Sons was a VW shop. Blair and Sons was a VW shop in uh, Arizona, and um, yeah, bummer, man. Um, I just I don't know the details of it, but uh, that's just a shame. And uh, rest in peace, buddy. Um, we'll hope that uh, you know, being part of the VW scene, you know, you're always remembered throughout all the you know at some points in history and with him owning a vw shop for a long time you know he's definitely had an impact in phoenix and a lot of people know him so um yeah that's that's a sad news to hear in addition to that other sad news since we're on the sad news front there was a guy from brazil that was driving he he was driving his bug from brazil to uh from brazil to alaska and he was on his way back, and he ended up... Uh, so he did actually make it to Alaska? Yeah, he was on his way back, and he ended up... Uh, it was him and his golden retriever, and he had all these videos, and the guy's name is... Let me get his name here, because I just saw... That is that a seriously doing this. bummer story. Like, such a great trip, and to go that far, I mean, from Brazil, that means he drove all through South America... Oh, yeah. Into North America. And then went from the bottom of Mexico all the way to the tip of Alaska. So he literally crossed the entire continent. Yeah, it says it says for Jesse and Shuristy or Shigaro, uh Dirty Dubs presents a memorial cruise and fundraiser that they're going to be doing uh, Saturday, October 15th. 
And uh, this guy was on Instagram and he was posting all kinds of pictures of him and his dog going everywhere from here to, you know, from here to Alaska. And they were on their way back and they got killed in, in Oregon somewhere. So it's just a, just a sad deal altogether, man. So another one needs to rest in an, peace. An, another one rest in peace. Him and his dog are uh, cruising the streets in heaven right now. And it's just kind of a bummer, man. A lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of sad news. Yeah. Adam Powell came to visit me recently and told me that, uh, that Phoenix Bugarama was the last one. Like the track's getting shut down. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently they have like where it used to be out in the sticks. Now there's developments right next to it. Yeah. Well, and that's, Honestly, that's what uh, that's what happens. So. I think that's also a threat with the uh, with the NorCal Bugarama, right? The the September and and June show. Is yes, September, May, September, April. Yeah, or? they're saying the Bugarama up in Phoenix is going to be one of the last, or in, in Sacramento is going to be one of the last ones, whenever sooner or later, because they're they're eliminating all the. I mean, there's housing developments all around there, so unfortunately, uh, they're going to be the drag racing habit is. Is is disappearing because tracks are disappearing. They can only build so many of them, and then unless you're some major corporate conglomerate like what we have out here, yeah. and then for our little time shows, it's just far too expensive to rent a track like that. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make any financial sense to do. We that. don't have the same kind of uh, financial draw that like a top fueler or you know all that crazy stuff brings in. Yeah, so getting back to what's going on for this this weekend coming up. So like I said, Thursday, Thursday is the VW Transmeet. Friday is the Pierside Parts Open House and DKP Cruise. And then on June 4th is going to be Octo in the morning. So we'll be at Octo. We'll set up a booth over there in the in the, in those vendor spaces. Yeah. And uh, we'll have uh, we'll have our booth set up over there. You guys stop by, say hey. Um, and then later that day, we'll probably, once we break our booth down over there at Octo, we'll cruise over that RVA show. Check that out. And then there's also on, looks like, on June 4th is also ISP West is having an open house. So you guys make sure you go by and that's check out day. ISP West open house. Yep. And that's part of the other reason why I want to take future shock is future shock just to have future shock out and cruising around. You know what well, I mean? It looks like you need a multi-car hauler. <laughs> well, I have one. I've got the, I've got the two car. I've got the two car enclosed trailer yeah. that I can bring both those cars down there. So, um, and then my wife can drive future shock because it's automatic. So, uh, and now that it's I got automatic, as long as there's fluid in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, bro. We got this. And then it becomes a stationary. Plenty of fluid, bro. And then, uh, so following this weekend, uh, so then, and then this all tops off. And then off the fifth is the fifth with the VW Classic that's yes. going to be taking care. Of, that's going to be happening at Orange County Fairgrounds. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be back on. It's going to be back on asphalt, not a bunch of dust and dirt. And so I know that Pip's going to have a bunch of cars he's going to have on display over there. Obviously, you can see and the, them, some. the classic we all knew and loved was on asphalt. So correct. it's not like we're going to a real far stretch. All so. the DKP, uh, all the, all the, I'm sure all the DKP stuff will be out there. All the uh, DBK cars will be out there. I'm sure German folks will be out there in full force. So I'm looking forward to seeing a traditional VW classic yeah. like I'm so used to seeing. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be happening Sunday. Then the following week, uh, starting on the 8th to the 12th, is a Black Star camp out. Great time. That's going to be happening. And then the 12th, it culminates on the 12th with the El Prado Show and Shine. That's happening uh, at that same, new, what's the new location called? I actually don't know. So uh, it's not Prado, obviously, because Prado is the well, actual. Well, on the, on the flyer, it says El Prado. It says El Prado, So yeah. uh, It's another here. campsite. It's, it's more inland. It's not more coastal. Um, yeah. But it's supposed to be a much nicer campsite. Beautiful grass, not go for holes in dirt. Um, yeah, hopefully, it's and not. it's 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 going to be a little more restricted, from my understandings. You're not allowed to like camp your cars out on the on on the grass. You can have easy ups and tents and so, on the grass mm -hmm. because Las Vegas Volkswagen Club. We bought three RV spaces, so we have two of our members going out there in like full blown like pusher RVs. And the third one we have for anybody who wants to bring their car out there to camp, like someone like me, if I wanted to go out there. What if I want to bring my big giant weekend warrior out there? I mean, I'm not going to. It's already broken. It ain't coming back. I set the shop, bro. I set the shop full. It won't be ready next week. I'll tell you that Don't play fool. Now, so that's going to be taking place. That's VTO's Black Star Camp Out. And that's going to be at Rancho Jurupa Regional Park. And that's in Riverside, California. So that's where you're going to go. More information on that, go to keepitstock.com, keepitstock.com. And then the following weekend is Impy's Open House. That's going to be June 18th. 
and June 19th is going to be bug, uh, bug in 46. And honestly, I'm thinking bug in 46 is the next time that we can hop in the red drag bug and just take it out and make some hits in that car and just see what it does. You know what I mean? I commit to nothing until that thing sees my rack. No, bro. Rack, schmack, bro. Get, bro. Up, get it, rip it, grip it, you and can drive rip it. it, dude. I'm going to drive you it. You can drive it. I'm going to drive it. I'm going to see I ain't looking to see a wall at a high speed. Uh, I ain't worried about that, player. I ain't worried about that. Man, that is a, that is a packed Cali month. It is, and, that, and that's why, and that's why I'm thinking if I don't, if I don't end up going a, a Black Star El Prado, then I might go down just a following weekend to the MP Open House, and then bug in 46 because MP Open House was huge. A lot of people showed up at that, and then uh, I got a lot of people coming by the booth. I actually snagged a couple of interviews while I was there because there were people there, and I really like to get Rick Sadler and stuff down and, and get some of these guys, and I got to just pin them down and put, get them on the podcast because. Uh, they got lots of cool stories to tell, and I know a lot of people would like to hear their stories. You know, I mean, yeah. Rick Sadler himself worked at Johnny Speed and Chrome when he was a kid. Like, worked there all the way until they they kind of shut down. So he's got all that history. Then he worked for Mister Bug, and then eventually goes to work for uh, um, MP. But I mean, he's got a, a storied past forever in the VW scene. So I'd like to get him on the podcast just so we get his story. Lots of good stuff uh, going down. As a matter of fact, just this last weekend, or just this last week, I interviewed uh, Robert VW Kid. So he's going to be coming up on the podcast next. And rest assured, <coughs> with me going down to uh, California this weekend, we'll be getting some more podcasts put together. Let's hope so. And uh, getting some more stuff recorded. So I'm excited for that. Lots of good content coming out for you guys. And we're starting to put out some videos. We just did a how-to video that we had George do. I did a little clutch uh, clutch cable replacement one that I, I did about two-thirds of the video, and then uh, I got tired, I think. I can't remember what happened. It happens. And then um, I also put out uh, Dave um, Dave Conklin's podcast. Yeah. And I, have, I, I actually have the podcast for Steve Connect, the whole thing videotaped, and he sent me probably 150 pictures. And I'm just trying to sit down for a couple hours and just and find them spare time. Really put it together because that's the thing. Like I've got so many, I, I was looking back and I've got from Aaron Kahan to so many videos that I that I Skype people and I record the videos <laughs> and keep them that I just want to be able to get to do the video and maybe I may just put a 10 minute snippet together with some pictures and some highlights, yeah, highlights and then links cool. to the bottom of listen to the actual podcast. But um, like yeah. a let's talk to sizzle reel. No, no, like just a, like a small 10-minute, 10, 10 or 15-minute. Uh, Let's Talk Dubs clips. Yeah, just clips. Well, and and that's either I also have some software that I can do that on already, but we'll see, man. It's just one guy, and I need uh, I need a production assistant. I need all kinds of people to jump in here and help out in this no-money project. you like me in the podcast world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just like one, almost a one-arm one one man going at it. Just trying to make it happen, so um, – but let me see what else. What else do I got working on? So with the Gia, uh, with the Type Thirty, with Zorba the Gia, I've been hunting down this this fabric, this um, this Greek key material. I believe we discussed it on the podcast once. But no, no. But I'm hunting it down. I'm trying yeah. to find this fabric, and uh, I found a fabric store that had uh, this this Greek key. Yeah, and. Uh, that's one of the that's one of the fabrics I saw there, but I'm trying to find this blue and white. And I think that's blue and white that color there, but not hundo. And uh, anyway, reached out to some gal on Facebook, hit her up and said, "Hey, do you have this in a blue and white?" But trying to find the Greek key fabric, I've got parts that are ready to go on the thing. Is um, I've got my disc brakes all the way around. I've got my narrowed front trailing uh, arms. Trailing arms. I've got the pan bolts that I got from Ross Wolf. I got the transmission, the motors over at Old Speed getting put together. I mean, in all sincerity, if I get all of the bumpers are all re-chromed and they're sitting, I got to go back to the chrome shop and get them. I got to get the wheels repainted and color matched. And I may just go get the paint match myself and just bring it to the guy just so this way he just gets on it. But, uh, you know, that powder coat shop just changed they changed ownership a little bit. And so like I went in there and it was like one of those shops you'd walk into and it was like a huge giant yeah, junk pile. It was a mess. Yeah. And then I went in there the other day and, uh, and now it's, uh, Nicely like, cleaned. like, like, like they just came in with a fire hose and just shot everything into a dumpster. Is the owner still there? Yeah. 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 But the he's, still he's there? got, no, the sister died. 
She died of COVID. Yeah. So he was kind of bummed out about that. Yeah. So it's wow. been a while since you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. When we dropped the stuff off. Or nope. she had already passed by then. No, she had already passed by then. Oh, my bad. But I think she passed like a year ago, maybe. But so he's got a new partner in there. And so hopefully he'll get it all dialed in because yeah. I think his partner has connections with a lot of powder coat work, commercial powder coat work. So I got to make sure I get my rims. I got two sets of rims for Zorba. And I want to get both those kind of dialed in. But I think what I'm going to do is get all the parts put together for Zorba and then just like do a Brover hauling and just get everybody over here and we just blow it out. Or maybe Brover hauling is just I like get my bro George over here. And we just and Brover haul means get it over the wagon. We have lifts, tools, no, supplies, bro. everything, and we just do I it all. I can't. It's like you're asking a homeless guy to oh. move his whole tent, dude. I can't do yeah. that. I can't do that. Tent. I got everything here. You just got to give, give me my lift back, bro. My lift. I need my lift back. <sighs> Take them both back, bro. I need my lift back. Now, um, the other thing I want to talk about is the other the other day I started thinking about the giveaway bug, and I started thinking to myself, like, I really got to get in gear and fire off. And when I'm around this weekend, I'm going to hit everybody up on our Let's Talk Dubs giveaway bug. I'm going to hit up TMI about an interior kit, mm-hmm. see if they're going to donate an interior kit. I hit West Coast Metric up for some rubber. Um, I'll talk to some people about because I've already got wheels have an for it. all white interior kit for it. No, yeah, you can't do all white. white like, yeah. No, dude. You Joseph can't. bought one for that bug, and I said, I'm not putting that in that car. Yeah, all white, just stock? Door, yeah, you stock, know. seats, nope. door panels. If I were to do it, and I was thinking about that the other day, I thought if I was doing like a, like a, a when I had my 66 Euro bug that I ended up selling to Chris Broswell, mm-hmm. when I had that bug and I ordered a TMI kit for it, I actually ordered a red TMI kit for it, and I love a white bug with a red interior. It just looks so good, and... Most of the 67s and 66s all came with just black. But my my 66 that I had actually had original red interior because when I had the seats in it, they were red, and then I bought the new yeah, upholstery kit. black upholstery in that thing. No, I think I'd like to do a red interior inside yeah. that inside that 67. A red look, basket look good. Still? Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to do – so the plan with the 67 giveaway bug is I'd like to have it rolling like – We'll see. We'll see if we can get it. Cause it will not be restored. No, no, no. It's going to be preserved. So we're going to yeah. pop. So here's the plan. Pop the windows out, polish all the paint, clean it up as much as we can. Maybe touch up a few, uh, a few pieces or something like that, but just try to keep it as original as possible. Lower it, put the BRMs that I have on it. So it's going it's to be white with black BRMs to 67. And my thought was like, what about a traditional 1776 motor with a single, a single carb, like a single double barrel carb, like it's just something bulletproof yeah. reliable. Like if you were to build this thing in in the early nineties or the or, or the late eighties and you had like or even if you did a traditional like uh, a a sixteen forty one or seventeen seventy six or eighteen hundred that you would have back in the seventies and just something, you know, like a single zenith or a single just something cool yeah. that it looks like a kind of a period correct car you know like a four tune exhaust or something just like a dual quiet or something just something kind of cool making it kind of a period correct car so that's what you're going to be able to win it's a it's a cherry rust free 67 bug you got she, a lot she, on your plate no but but i'm thinking if i if i get everybody to donate that stuff we could put a couple weekends in that car and get it on the road especially if we get somebody to donate a motor for the thing yeah you know what i mean a little 1641 i mean even if you did a 1600 and you worked it with a carb ignition exhaust it'd be a peppy little cruiser man we're not we're just trying to and, and in all sincerity like if you get a car like that you're going to get in and drive it forever yeah. and not have a bunch of problems carbs going out of sync linkage popping off all that kind of stuff that that sometimes happens with those little bit more complicated big motors especially if something that we're not going to put a lot of real fine tuning and we're, we're building something we're giving away to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say just keep it stock. So if we can get a stock engine, that'd be nice. Yeah. Just, just single carb heat rises, the whole shebang stock so, pea shooters. No, no bro. I gotta put, you gotta put a little, yes. Gotta look at, gotta have a little bit of seventies kind of umph on it, dude. I'm thinking so without going crazy. Cause I got a little Zenith in there. Get us a little carburetor, whatever, bro, whatever. Anyway. So the giveaway bug, I wouldn't mind having it at least stanced. The interior in it, because I think honestly, if we if we got an interior kit and carpet kit and new window roof for that thing, that's one weekend. Take the windows out, clean up all the paint, give it the comet buff, you know, buff the whole car with comet, clean it all up, give it a real heavy douching, and then put the new interior kit in it, put the windows back in it, and now you've got windows interior done. Now you got to move to drivetrain, and then you get a front beam. <clears throat> we get a narrowed front beam for it, and then we get. Uh, I have a narrow front beam already built, but like I said, narrow front beam. Get a tranny in it, and then do a motor. You know one? What's that? <laughs> yeah. So, 
And George got jokes. And I'm thinking, honestly, in that car, I'm thinking I would do rubber floor mat instead of carpet. I'd do rubber floor mat and, car- <laughs> and, and carpet kick panels because yeah. I just like that. I like that look. Done on all my builds. Yeah, I, like, I like that look. It's the way they were designed. It's supposed to be like cheap, cheap economical cars that you can use. So I, th- I would love to see if by October we had at least the giveaway bug on display for people to check it Here's out. Here's my problem. Yeah, yeah, talk to me. I'm trying to get the blue bug done, like done, done by October. Yeah. My owner hasn't even selected the upholstery yet. Lord knows where I'm going to be with that. But I got to get that car built. Mm-hmm. We're talking about we want the bull run bus up and driving by then too. Yeah. And then you want to throw a third car in the mix. Well, like let's, I said, the 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 the, thir- just rain this the, the third car, the, the third, <laughs> the third car, the third car. Like I'm telling you, if we have, if I have everybody ship all the stuff for the giveaway bug, and we ship it all over to the shop, it's really, I take a couple of days off work. We get another knucklehead to come over and help, and we just knock the car out. Like as far as knock out, get wheels, tires. All that stuff done because I'm thinking just go through uh, fix the brakes that are in it. Like, not we're not gonna do disc brakes, none of that stuff. Like, instead of drop spindles with brakes already on them for the front. Like, I have basically the front end to end. Okay, narrowed. Yeah, it's a four inch cream. Ball joint. Ball joint. Yeah, we can do it. So put that on there because I got the I got the BRMs are sitting in here. They got the tires on them, everything. And all we're gonna do is just a regular drop at the back, unless we can get Adam works. Maybe shoot a set of drop plates for that. Yeah. Do some drop plates. I have in some the mega drop plates for it if we're gonna lay it out. Like Joseph's original ones that his car came nah, in, they I are wanna, I, I want that like car. I want that car to have a little bit of a cow look kind of more of a cow yeah. look kind of stance. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's uh that could be the plan. So hopefully that hopefully that car will uh at least worst case scenario we'll get the BRMs on it, get the beam in it and get it kind of cleaned up just to have it on display at the uh one crazy weekend so people can see what they could do to win that thing. Because it would just be cool to give that thing away, you know, and have it where People can, somebody can roll up on a 67, a solid 67. It's a Vegas car. It's clean. And just keep it, you know, and just like, just have that thing turnkey. I'd love to see that car go to somebody and they just keep it and keep on driving it, dude. People constantly keep bugging me about buying it. Is that car for sale? Nope. These are VW people or just randos? Randos. I got people stopping asking about my bus all the time. Is that bus for, (laughs) because my bus is that little trick where it looks so crappy. They're like, oh. I bet that guy only wants like three or four thousand dollars for that bus. Yeah, yeah. People are a little, people are a little funky. Is the bus available? It sure is. So that's what's hap- <laughs> that, that's what's happening on that front. Uh, no new news on my split window. I'm still waiting on the uh, the suspension for my bus, the hydraulic suspension. That's still we're a little over a year on that. I'm still waiting on that. Come on, Demon. Yeah, I need I need Demon to come through. He's, bro. he's been waiting on parts bro. for a lot Step of... Step off the Winnebago for five yeah, minutes, dude. Just finish the one kit and send it out. I'd like to... We I, do want that bus done by October, and I've never installed one before. Yeah. And I know it's going to be a learning curve. <clears throat> yeah, I'd like to... I'd like to get... Because what we can do with the way the bus sits right now is we can get the interior done, and we can get, we can get the paint can't finished. Can't do the interior. We can get the paint finished and do the interior. got to cut the back area and do box in whatever needs to get boxed in the back around the torsion yeah, housing build, where the ram goes all, and all that build stuff. all that stuff and pull it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But... Yeah, there's there's lots to do, lots, lots to do coming up. Lots. This month is a uh, is a super jam packed month, so everybody be ready to to get your stuff jam packed out there. We'll be handing out flyers like crazy at this at this weekend, and then you'll take flyers to Prado. Yeah, uh, we're really promoting the crap out of the one crazy weekend coming up. So I think this year is just going to be a rager off the chain, man. So uh, I think we're gonna have a good turnout. No, I'm I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking I'm forward to this. messages on Instagram about it. I get uh, a lot of people who've been to it already that say they're coming back out for it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had people message me like, hey, man, I'm super excited. I can't wait to come out there, um, come out to the show again this year. I mean, I've already had a bunch of people pre-register for it. So it's going to be. Uh, and heads up for everybody. When you see Bill out there this weekend, make sure you wish him a happy birthday. His birthday is Monday, but you yeah. may not see him on Monday. So make sure he's going to be the young, ripe age of 50. Yeah. Just so he's cracking into it, his fifth decade. Just crashing it, bro. Just, you know, doing what I do, you know. Just getting locked up in prisons and you know, rolling. Whatever, bro. Wait, I wait till the late the wait till wait, the late wait till later years late to try that to stuff get, out. You know, hey. prison time, man. They don't need a teardrop <laughs> tattoo and all that. But uh uh I was gonna bring up a little bit little bit of VW news. VW turns eighty five this year. Um and then also 
they had I saw a bunch of stuff on the new VW bus that came out and I'm just not it's just not I'm I'm not feeling it you know what I mean like the new It'd bus It'd be very difficult to replicate what we drive around No nah, I'm just not feeling just it's it's the same as the new Beetle like oh it's cool it's a retro it's a throwback but I'm not I I'm not going to buy one um and an electric vehicle as well Yeah and then it, it is electric yeah and then Volkswagen uh earlier this year on in April they tried to roll out a little uh their little Volkswagen joke where they were changing the name from Volkswagen to Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. I and like it, it went over like a turd in a punch, but like nobody got it. So it was, uh, it was kind of interesting that, uh, they've just, they're just not real good at kind of coming up with some of the, the things that they do. Their marketing department really needs to kind of pull it together. And if they want to consult, uh, let's talk dubs and brothers and associates as, cons- as consultants, like what we would help them do to get things right and really get in touch with like, their core group because honestly i believe if they were if they were making stuff that resonated with us the classic vw owners i would love nothing more than in my driveway to have a diesel vw that could tow stuff that could tow some of my volkswagens or whatever the case is and it wasn't 14 million dollars so when we were at your swap meet when you weren't there this guy had where was i you were in mexican prison prison (laughs) This guy was towing this huge trailer with a TDI. Yeah. Um, Toreg. Toreg. Yeah. I V-10. couldn't believe it. The V10. Yeah. This guy it like, was a big has, trailer. It's got like a, a 10,000 uh, pound towing capacity. But uh, like I said, man, they just got to, I don't know, man. There's they're, they, 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 they haven't come up with something where it's like, oh man, I got to get one of those because it's, they're, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. They're just got to, they need to consult me and come like, Bill, what do we got to do to kind of get what our people? What do we on? do, Bill? What do we do to get the millions Help of VW enthusiasts to be like hardcore? We're only the largest car manufacturer on the planet. How can we get bigger, Bill? It's not about, listen, they're the largest in Europe, but they're, they're in the world. Yeah, but they're not that big. They're the largest by sales probably because they own so many other companies. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like, brand loyalty and like people like me i currently own six or seven volkswagens and i own no new volkswagens you know what i mean what do they really have that you would like though i don't know that's what i'm saying like they they just but even that atlas is like i'm not a fan of that either it's a big honking vehicle you drive big vehicles yeah you don't have like little any small nimble vehicles although you do have an r32 yeah it's modified front end work (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh it's is yeah it's interesting so um but there's and, uh, you know other podcasts i have coming up i've got uh um i've got uh i think his name is tomo with uh the brubaker bus or the brubaker box you know it was a kit car like this crazy looking van thing that uh-huh. is going to be that i'm going to be doing a podcast on there was like 20 of these things made had a single door on it so we're going to do a podcast on the on the uh Brubaker, Randy Carlson. If you're looking on inst- on Facebook and Instagram, he just picked one up. But it's a pretty pretty wild looking kit yeah, car is. thing. And there's like I said, there's only a handful of them out there. And uh, there was 24 of them I think built in total. But I'm looking forward to uh, getting out there and getting some more of these podcast stories out for you guys because I really I really dig the history that we're digging up. And the one the podcast we just did with VW Kid was really cool because we talk about a lot of the early you know, the early Cal style cars that came out and the influence of those cars and, you know, and, and kind of the influence that German folks had on the scene by like taking that look and making it kind of a, everybody in the VW world sees it like a German folks look, but it's really, it's really just the, the like the Chicano Volkswagen style. Like they take the same thing they do with the Chevy, like all the OG original accessories and then just take the car wheels and lower it. And they do the same thing with the Volkswagen and they just do all the accessories and all that stuff. And it's super cool. But we talked about a lot of that, the influence where that came from and, and how it crosses over from low riding. And so that's, that was pretty cool stuff. So there's lots, lots of good content to come out, man. We just wanted to do this podcast for you guys to get you guys hyped about this weekend coming up with the show. Uh, don't forget to support the people that support your favorite podcast, like, VW Trans Magazine. So if you want to get a mag, if you want to subscribe to VW Trans Magazine, which I would su- highly suggest that you do, uh, go to vwtransmagazine.com. Also, one of our other sponsors is Ross Wolf. Make sure you guys check out their website and all their cool parts that they're making. Uh, some really high quality aftermarket parts. Great made parts. 
yeah made by enthusiasts for enthusiasts yeah so their pulleys are beautiful yeah that upper pulley is a work of art i like it yeah so guys do nice work so there's there's that and then also if you guys want to support the podcast go to letstalkdubs.com click on the merch page and pick up some merch and support your favorite vw podcast but anything else we got going on george huh i can think of off the top of my head all right well I look forward to seeing you guys at the VW Classic weekend. Make sure you come up and say, hey, see how we're doing. I'll tell you guys this. We're blowing past 10,000 downloads a month uh, for the podcast, which is real good for a podcast that's had zero advertising. So we're, we're, climb, we're Not climbing. Not zero. You're advertising VW Trends. Let's take it easy. Oh, yeah, no, no. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Like, realistically, grassroots yeah. effort marketing. It hasn't been a hard marketing Very much push. So. And so I'm really uh, – I'm excited about that. We're growing, and I, I, I may actually start digging some money into it and getting this thing marketed a little more. Get that reach out there a little wider because there's a lot of people that are that are stumbling across podcasts and they're really enjoying everything they're hearing. So I appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, until next week, guys. Uh, what do I say here, George? I say this is where I say it later. 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 Here's a Volkswagen that's big enough. The new VW Fastback Sedan. The Fastback also has the most powerful engine we've ever made. It's air-cooled. Since we made a VW that's a little roomier in the inside, And in the back, where most cars have their trunks, we have a... Come into your Volkswagen dealer. He'll show you where the motor is. <laughs>